Coming up on today's show, we're going to look at the latest Disney news and rumors. We also have a lot of exciting things coming up soon. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to episode 284 of Traveling with the Mouse for Friday, September the 11th. I am your host, I am Jason, and I am joined by two random people that I just found. The first one's named, I think, Adam? What's up, everybody? Oh, wait, yeah, you, you've been on this before. Yeah, I have. I, I'm, getting confu- I'm, I'm getting confused. You're not random. You, you started this, and I'm the random guy that joined. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. And this other guy's named, I think it's, it's John or Jan. I can't decide. Move around a bit. Move around a bit. Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Is that uh, is that um, uh, flight, flight of passage? passage? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. First one that popped in my head. I was like, move around a bit. Right. Bright suns, everyone, or rising moons, depending on when you listen to this. Yes, absolutely. How's everybody doing this week? We're doing okay. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. It's bright suns. Is rising moons really a thing? Is that That's the, a nighttime thing. Is yeah, it rising okay. moons? Yeah, I never heard that. It's like I guess. good I evening. Know, I guess. And uh, they aren't going to really need to use that anymore because I think they're just going <laughs> to yeah. keep closing the parks earlier and earlier. Right. You can say maybe that's what it is. It's been so long since I've heard it that yeah, it would for a number of reasons. They'll just tell you to the spires. So I don't think anybody's going to Disney this week. Has anybody planned a Disney trip or anything this week? Uh, no. Tossing it around. Yeah, you um, have some ideas brewing, right? Big Joe? ideas. Yeah, I do have some ideas brewing. Yeah. Brew. You know, it's funny. We're getting closer and closer, and so far they haven't canceled that particular cruise. I feel like it's coming still, but they haven't officially done it yet. Yeah. Well, I guess you could go. Well, I mean, I've officially moved mine. I canceled it and changed it to next year, so. This probably wouldn't happen, but what if they had a cruise that was full, and they decided they're going to reopen, but do like, you know, half capacity or something like that? How will... Who would they decide to cancel? Oh, I don't know. That would be interesting. I feel like most people have probably canceled at this point. Probably. So Yeah. I have a feeling if they do decide to do something like that, that they have a lot of people who probably are changing it, and maybe that's their hope. Maybe that's their hope is that they have enough people cancel that they can at least sail with a small group and yeah. see how that goes. Right. Or would they just cancel everybody and have the first 50% rebook gets it first come, first serve? Yeah. Well, I have heard that they are starting to shoot Just curious. the commercials for Disney Cruise Line to start selling again. So that gives some indication that they are preparing to resume cruising sometime in the nearish future. Yeah, yeah, they're putting a plan together, we'll say, as far as how they're going to do the reopen. Mm-hmm. The question of when is still up in the air, obviously. I find it hard to believe... That it'll be before the year is out, though. I feel like it'll be into next year. I'm thinking March will be. I mean, I feel like there's no way I would get in a cruise ship this year. I think you could get on a cruise ship, John. You have the antibodies, but but none of them are sailing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but we had our dates that we originally had for the cruise. We're probably going to do something Disney related then, whether it be Florida or if they're open, possibly Disneyland. If they're open to people outside of California, that is by then, which they're actually talking about them now. I don't know exactly how long it'll be before they have an official opening, but Hmm. it's a possibility. 
I think it's coming soon. Yeah, I think they're revving up for uh, a Disneyland reopen fairly soon. So before we jump into the news, mm-hmm. a couple of mousekeeping notes. Is that what we want to call it? Mm-hmm. Mousekeeping. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a little preview. We are becoming dangerously close to September 20th. Does anybody remember what's the significance of that date? Mm, no, no. Nothing comes to mind. It's just, It's escaping me. Nothing at all. Um, I know the significance of today's date. It was when I was supposed to run the challenge. I, I mean, yes. So I was supposed to run a challenge early September last year, and it got hurricaned mm-hmm. out. And so September 20th of 2019 was my first completion of the Parkeology Challenge. Oh. And, yeah. You actually completed it? Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> Why didn't you tell well, me this? Well, I thought you were following along. <sighs> Yeah, no. We also did a show about it. I guess it just probably slipped I mean, your mind. Oh, maybe. I yeah. mean, it's not like it was. It's not like it was interesting or anything. It's so long ago. No, so long ago. <laughs> well, since it was so long ago, and we haven't been able to watch any challenges because we only have the tag teams, mm-hmm. and those are somewhat rare. I could use a refresher. Yeah, we're and gonna relive and- the day. Yeah, sounds cool. So on September twentieth, twenty twenty, make sure you're following us on Twitter at TWTM podcast, because we will be reliving my challenge completion day. We will be retweeting all the ride photos, most of the commentary and the videos. And with each of those, I'm going to add my own commentary about what I was thinking, you know, some strategy notes, various things that were going on to just remind ourselves what was happening. You'll be able to watch it just like you did the first time and interact with us to talk about the challenge. So hopefully that'll be interesting for yeah. some folks. And So that will be Sunday, September 20th. Sunday, September 20th, on the anniversary. 9-20-2020. It's a lot of 20s. Yes, a lot yes. of 20s. There you go. All right, good cool. deal. And the other preview is that we are pretty hopeful, it is not a 100% done deal, that we may have a guest next week. So if you are intrigued by mm. a guest that is challenge related yeah tune in see who we have when you mentioned the challenge yes i would be remiss if i didn't go in there and say that we have a goal that is right of doing a challenge live streaming it on youtube however we have a long way to go to get to the number of subscribers i mean well i say long. we're actually making headway but we do have a good ways to go but I just wanted to give the shout-out. We had uh, Andy Jack. He's actually a subscriber. I, I, I gave him a shout-out. But someone, I don't know exactly, but by the name BT Trapeze, thank you for subscribing to us. And just wanted to give you a shout-out on here as well because anyone who's public, I mean, there's another person that it looks like subscribed because it went up again, um, but they were private. So thank you to whoever you are. I understand you being private if you want to, yeah. if that's the way you want to do it. You know who you are. You so. don't really want to advertise that you're following us to the whole world. I can understand that. <laughs> hey, I, I got it. I respect your privacy, but yeah, you know who you are. And thanks. Thanks. I just want to make sure we continue that. If you are following us on YouTube, it's not like there's no content. You keep adding stuff, John. Some, yeah. some pretty good old stuff. A bit surely. Mostly classic stuff right now that I have on tap. I have quite a few that I've broken down. It just took a while to break down the old videos because they're like three hours mm-hmm. long. And they were all run together, of course, back in the day. So, Right. But I have several old ones. If you're interested in old content, I should have some of that. Or maybe Vintage. I shouldn't call it that. 
I should retro. call it vintage, yeah, classic retro, retro Walt Disney World content. Have you released that People Mover one yet? I will upload it uh, this evening because it's, it's definitely ready to go. Yeah. But I did upload a classic video of if you could fly, and then one of listen to the land yeah. uh, from Epcot. So that's out there as well. Good stuff. So there we go. Well, before we dive into Disney World news, I just want to let you guys know I think I'm the only one of us three who has now seen the live action Mulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick review. And my quick review is it's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. I think there's nobody that, that doesn't agree with that. The pacing was odd. Okay. And the lack of songs was noticeable, probably because, as you know, I've seen Mulan, the cartoon. So it was just way more serious, mm-hmm. which I guess is the vibe they were going for. But, you know, you just really miss the songs. And most of the other live action remakes have kept the songs from the originals, or at least some of them, you know, yeah. play the hits. But Do they have any? They usually add a song. Right. There were no songs. In Zero this. songs? No songs. Hmm. Okay. Was there a Mushu character or type character? There was not. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's no Mushu? Yeah. No Mushu. Didn't think so. I I think that I need to watch it again because I think I was very distracted by some of the differences the first time around. Mm-hmm. And there were pacing problems, I feel like, and there were just a couple of scenes that were major head scratchers. I don't want to spoil anything. I would say of the live action remakes, not my favorite. I think my top are still going to be... Beauty and the Beast and the Aladdin. Yeah, I know I might be in the minority on some of those opinions, but that's I still like those better. And I have not watched the new Lion King because I don't know. I don't think I'm going to like that one. I've tried. Really? I can't get through it all. Did you like it, Adam? Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet either, no. Well, I've listened to some of the soundtrack. The soundtrack's good. It, I gotta say that. soundtrack well, is good. Well, soundtrack is good, I like except I, ha- I take issue with with Timon and Pumbaa. Right. I'm not a fan of Billy Eichner as Timon. Hmm. I thought he was okay. He's no Nathan Lane. I, I, prefer, I would right. definitely prefer Nathan Lane, but I thought he did fine in the soundtrack anyway. I thought it was good. I think it was just too different for me. Ernie Sabella. Right, mm-hmm. that his name, something like that. Yeah. Mr. Carosi. Right, <laughs> right. That's how I know that's him. What, yeah. That's what I always think of <laughs> as the old Pumbaa. The but Pumbaa, Pumbaa, Seth Rogen, you know, makes sense to me. Seth Rogen sounds kind of like a Pumbaa, but <laughs> sounds like a Pumbaa. <laughs> like okay. Pumba, you know. All right. But diving into the news, then I don't know if you saw this, and I heard this was a contractual thing related to Mulan. Mm-hmm. Is since they're selling it, they had to release the date that it's coming out to Disney Plus for free. Have you seen that date? No, what day is that? It will come out on Disney Plus for no additional charge on December the 4th. Oh, okay. Wow. That's not that so long. Not that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, three I mean, months after it went on sale. Wow. Um, and they actually are not going to, they're going to stop selling Premier Access. This is what it says uh, on a frequently asked questions page. They're going to stop. Premier Access offer will be available until November 2nd. So it's not clear what happens if you want to watch Mulan from November 2nd to December 4th and you hadn't bought it yet. Yeah, I guess it just won't be there. (laughs) Well, you're going to say it sounds to me like you have to pay the extra price before November 2nd. Yeah. That's the only people that have access to it. Month of no access to it at all. 
Which is kind of weird. Well, you would think they wouldn't turn down money if someone wanted to rent it between November 2nd and December 4th, but anyway. I did not know it was going to be December 4th <laughs> until after right. I have seen the movie. Um, would that have changed your mind? You, you and several people. <laughs> would you have changed your mind on when you watched it, had you known that? <laughs> well, we had some very close friends in the neighborhood that watched it with us, so we had a audience had a, of five. A watch party. Yeah, an audience of five. So it's cheaper than going to the movies. Yeah, so we did pretty well on that. I was going to say, did you charge them admission? I didn't charge them admission, <laughs> but I, I feel like it was... Uh, I feel like we would have still done it even if I'd have known that. You didn't try to recoup your 30 bucks? <laughs> I, I didn't, but I will sell you my <laughs> Disney Plus login information for 100 Oh, okay, well, it's not going to help me. Sell it, put it, it listed on eBay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Speaking of Disney Plus, though, I guess I should tease out that we have selected a movie for our rewatch. Or what are we going to call this? <laughs> Disney Plus reviews of random things on Disney Plus. Is that a good? Yeah, title? I we guess. Pick out some. We need a punchier title, but. Yeah, we'll have to think of something. But the idea is to pick out a movie that's not necessarily, you know, one of the most well-known, but yet not com- in complete obscurity either, necessarily, yeah. and review it. Yeah, so. I mean, the idea originally was, yeah, pick something that's older or something that people haven't seen in a while, maybe. Maybe you grew up with it, but you haven't seen it in 20, 30 years or something like that. But but hidden gems. there's other things this? that we might pick, too. Like, we might pick some of the newer stuff, too, but... That's, that's what we should call it. We should call it Disney Plus Hidden Gems. Okay. Or... Traveling with the mouse on the couch. <laughs> traveling with the oh yeah, traveling with the mouse on the couch. Yeah. What's well, a working title? It's a working title. So Tra- traveling with the couch. <laughs> traveling, traveling on the couch. The couch. Disney mouse. Plus on mouse. the couch. I don't know. So if you have a, an idea for this segment, email us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. Let us know or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So what what are we gonna watch? We are going to watch. The Emperor's New Groove. We have randomly selected The Emperor's New Groove to watch. Is the goal at the end of this that we can do a live-action remake of The Emperor's New Groove? (laughs) (laughs) No. Hopefully not. That they'll do one. I don't know how we would do parts of that live-action. but So this movie was from 2000, and let's see. I know David Spade, John Goodman, Eartha Kitt, Patrick Warburton, who else? all i can think of right off the bat but those are the main voices anyway in the film and it's a good i remember it being good it's been probably 15 years at least since i've seen it so i think it'll be worth a good rewatch i guess i'm gonna have to come up with some cronk lines for next week (laughs) exactly so you're telling me that we're gonna consider it old if it's before <laughs> Josh Gad was voicing a character? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Pre-Josh Gad. I wouldn't even go that yeah. far, actually. I would say we might review some of the newer stuff too. It just depends on how things go. We could find something within the last ten years or so that's not as known. I guess. Yeah. Like we some people could. have probably forgotten about or <laughs> or that bombed at the movie theater, like. Yeah, that wasn't really as bad as you thought, or might maybe worse in some cases. Huh? Like Wrinkle in Time or something? That one tanked. Okay, let's not go too far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't anyway. Well, we just came out of the Labor Day holiday, mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you were keeping track, but it seemed that the parks were a bit more crowded this past weekend. Mm -hmm. There were lines that I saw pictures of, for instance, the Flight of Passage line snaking all the way back across the bridge towards the, the Festival of the Lion King. However, the reports were that they had a sign for 60 minute waits, mixed reports of a couple of people that waited in that line with a actual wait time of anywhere between 20 and 40 minutes. Even in a, in a socially distanced line for Flight of Passage, it's still not that bad. But, I mean, much more crowded than we have seen. The website TripIt has statistics on hotel destinations that were booked for the weekend of Labor Day. I'll read you the top five hotel destination cities for Labor Day from last year. Mm -hmm. That was New York City, Chicago, Las Vegas, Orlando, and Boston. The top five cities for hotel destinations in 2020 Labor Day was Orlando, Lake Buena Vista, Las Vegas, Bay Lake, Florida, and Kissimmee, Florida. Of the people that went somewhere, they appeared to have gone to Disney yeah. World. Yeah, and I think some of that would be because the some of the previous choices you mentioned have restrictions on top of that, <laughs> like New York, for instance. Yep, and also apparently the percentage of airline bookings, 12% of all flight reservations were to Florida over mm -hmm. the Labor Day weekend. So last year it was 4%. So. Hmm. But it's much lower volume this year. Than it is year. a much lower volume. But percentage-wise. I mean, this is, a, I think, a positive sign for Disney World saying that, you know, maybe people aren't traveling as much as we hoped, but of the people that are traveling, they seem to prefer us. Yeah. Well, I think word of mouth is getting out for the people who have gone that they're doing a lot of precautions. So I think that's only going to help more people show up in the future and i think that impacts some of the decisions they made about christmas for example well yeah the words getting out that they have great yeah. precautions and low weights right. so people are like let's go let's go yeah do we have any idea how close they came to i guess selling out even though it's hard to tell there um, were days that all the parks were uh, reserved up yeah okay i do know that disney springs closed for capacity like the uh they wouldn't let any more people in at a certain point on, I forgot, what was it Labor Day or was it Sunday? I don't remember, but. I think every day this weekend, though, they, they reached capacity at at least one or all the parks. Yeah. The new capacity, of course. <laughs> Their new capacity, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that magic number is. <laughs> yeah. But even still, it seemed fairly manageable, you know, even with being at capacity, I mean. But with the increased capacity, I think what's interesting to me is that we're hearing they're going to start opening more restaurants. They're slowly going to start opening more hotels. But I'm wondering how much this is going to sustain because we're past Labor Day. They're cutting the hours to basically 9 to 5 at Animal Kingdom. It's short, short hours. Are people really going to be traveling in the fall time frame to go to Disney World with everything else going on? Like, is that going to happen I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, there is this to consider. It was probably much easier for people to not go during the summer months because there were already, you know, not as many people going as there once was in the summer months. A lot of people have been planning fall or particularly around Halloween trips in most recent years. 
Yeah, so, but you're no longer going to go for a Halloween party or a Halloween like this you is don't true. Get the same Halloween feel. Have right. they even decorated for Halloween yet? I have not seen anything thus far. Yeah. I don't think they've yeah. even decorated yet. Yeah. But also on that, though, I think it's still hot right now, but not July. You know, once it gets into October, it's still warm in central Florida. Don't get me wrong. And can be. But you can start seeing more milder temperatures around that time. That's for that area. That depends on where you're from as to what you consider mild. <laughs> so yeah, that's another reason why I think is that people have been choosing this time of year is weather. The plus side is there's things like a lot of school is remote learning, so you don't actually have to be there. A lot of work mm-hmm. is remote work. I think we saw, was it the Four Seasons or which which one of those hotels right yeah. there? Near Disney World. Yeah, Yeah, that one was the one that was offering the service where, you know, you could send your kid down to the ballroom and they could do their school socially distanced from everyone else. And then when they're done, you can go to the parks. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great. The the thing that kept me from going a couple weeks ago was the virtual learning. And, you know, I think a lot of parents are concerned that their kids might start falling behind if they miss any of this, especially... Virtual learning is kind of a shortened, condensed, you know, version of curriculum that they would be getting normally, and you're already had the time in the spring. So I think pulling them out of school to go to Disney is not really high priority right now, like it normally would be in a normal school year. So that was a big concern for us. So we didn't do it, even with virtual learning. What are you gonna? You do it for a couple hours in the morning until noon, but then by the time you can go to the parks. You got like three or four hours before they close. and So I don't know. Yeah. I'm wondering if or when we're going to start seeing them extend the hours back out. Because as we get into the holidays, they're releasing the hours for later in November. Mm -hmm. And they're not really showing anything other than the standard short hours we're seeing that they're doing now. And I feel like, you know, by end of November, December, I think people are going to go around the holidays, regardless of whether or not we have a vaccine or anything like that. I think it's going to be that I need to get away kind of feel. That's also one of the reasons why Adam was not impressed with the discounts as well, because, you know, for that same reason that people are going to go. Yeah, people are going to go. I don't think it's because last week, though, people had already booked. I don't think that's the reason. (laughs) No, but they're not offering deep ones thus far. Because yeah. they know that people are going to book. Well, they hope people are going to book. I don't think they know that. <laughs> but what well, don't you think they're going to run some hours later? Not not late, but later. I, Maybe even I Magic know. Kingdom. It's tough to say. Yeah. Last week we were speculating that maybe they'll close early but have like a special sort of you know reduced capacity Christmas party. And they'll do like limited things. And have the Magic Kingdom open later, but they announced this week that no Christmas parties, no okay. candlelight processional at Epcot, no gingerbread houses in the uh, resorts. So they're definitely limiting that. And I almost think is that we don't want too many people trying to come. So let's make sure we keep things as is right now. And we'll have a few Christmas decorations. We'll do a few extra things for Christmas. Santa Claus will come out on a parade float. But other than that, we're not going to do anything that would draw too many people. What are the odds that they have fireworks before the year is out, you think? I think zero. 
Yeah, zero. I don't think they're going to do it. No. You don't think so? The fact that they canceled a Christmas party, which I think they could have done in a way, it would have been reduced. They probably would have had to sell tickets for less than $100 a pop, but I think they could have done it. Shows that they're trying to continue being safety number one priority instead of you know just trying to do money grabs. I mean, there's two reasons I think it's zero. Number one, for all the reasons they're not doing it now, you know, because it will attract a crowd. Yep. Number two, they'll have to keep the park open later. Mm-hmm. And keeping the park open later, they need to be convinced that that's going to continue to make them money yep. to stay open later, both in the restaurants and in capacity-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think with the reduced capacity, even as it is now, they're not convinced that would happen. Number three, it costs a fortune to shoot those fireworks off every night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Speaking of costing a fortune, they're also not going to put the lights on the castle either. I, I saw that, and they're gonna they're gonna do these projections onto the castle right. instead, of which light. is a whole lot cheaper, it, it, I'm sure. It is a whole lot cheaper, but All right, when are you gonna see it? Well, yeah, it's not gonna be dark very much, but yeah, had they already put this in the works as a potential replacement for the dream lights? I hope not. Yeah, I, I do hope. Yeah, I doubt the that they would replace that completely. I, Some things you just don't. It's like, it's like whenever they take a movie and they go overboard with the CGI. Sometimes you just don't need it. Did you watch the video they put out of the holiday magic is coming um, where they showed you what those they're going to look like? Mm-hmm. Did you notice, you know, that they had one side of Main Street with the wreaths on it and they had Mickey? Mm-hmm. What I found interesting is there's several portions of that video where it's daytime in the Magic Kingdom and empty with the, you know, the Christmas stuff up. And it looks like the sun is coming up from the east. So they, it's in the morning and they can just shoot this kind of stuff now. No problem because there's a whole lot of daytime that Magic Kingdom is closed and that's almost never been the case. Yeah. So shooting these promos must get pretty easy right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got plenty of time to do it. Yeah. We have enough time to put the fake decorations up, get Mickey out here, shoot the yeah. promo, take them down, and then let the people into the park. Yep. So real quick, what do you okay. say, I know we talked about we think zero chance of fireworks. What about one show on, say, New Year's Eve? Hmm. Um, the only what thing I would think is they might do something and let, well, see, I don't know. I was going to say let people at the resorts watch it, but then it's going to draw a crowd still. I don't know. I just, I don't think they're going to do it. Hmm. I mean, what they should do if they really want to shoot off fireworks and sort of like create a recording of it is don't tell anybody which night they're going to shoot them off and then videotape it and record it. And then the crowds won't show up. But if you were lucky enough to be there, you could see them. Or do it in the wee hours of the morning, like when they do the testing. And then they could just videotape that, and then you could watch it in your resort on the like little on-demand feature or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was there last year for my work trip in October. How on the drive to where I had to go, five or six in the morning or whatever, when I was driving, and I saw fireworks from the Magic Kingdom area off to my right. <laughs> and come to find out later, it was they were testing that show that they were doing for Christmas last year. Do you think that wakes up the people in Bay Lake Tower and Contemporary with the theme park views when they start shooting those off at 5 o'clock in the morning? Sure it did. Yeah, I, good question. I don't know. I bet it did. It'd be the closest proximity. But just to wrap up the what they are going to do, Disney Springs is still going to have the Christmas tree trail of some to some extent, and Epcot is still going to do Festival of the Holidays, which is the same food and wine type Thing, but holiday themed and of course the parks are still going to have these 
cavalcades or processionals of different characters that might be in Christmas garb or whatever. So some of the, at Magic Kingdom, of course, some of the Christmas parade floats like the soldiers, the gingerbread men, and stuff like that will be in the little cavalcades. So it's like mini Christmas parades. So, and of course, decorations and Christmas music and things like that. So... Did they say that even though the Festival of the Holidays is coming, that they were going to take down the food and wine booths? Because I wouldn't put it past them to just keep running food and wine. They might. And no, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, they didn't specifically say that, but it does say starting November 27th, the Festival of Holidays will start. So does that mean that the well, food and wine is going to end on the 26th? <laughs> or right? Or are they just going to change the name of the booth overnight to holiday booths? It's going to be a seamless transition. Let's be honest. They know right now that one of the easiest things that they can mark up and make money on is booze. Or the food. I mean, the food and wine food. They probably make a killing. Yeah, that's true. That every year. So, yeah. Well, I just mean the profit margin on the alcohol has got to be really I'm sure it's high on the food, too. But, yeah, the alcohol in particular, (laughs) yes. They're going to need more quick service and stuff open before they close down food and wine. And Festival of the Holidays isn't a, enough of a replacement because it's very dessert-focused. You need a place to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It is very dessert-focused. You know, I was thinking earlier, you know how last year around March Madness time, how we did the... Which one did we do last year? I forgot. It was the traction mm-hmm. one, wasn't it? Was it Fire Passage one? Yes, that's right. I was thinking ahead, like for this year or maybe even sooner, we could do one involving particularly quick-service restaurants since there's so many of them. What do you think? You like that idea? Sure. I love it. Quick service restaurant. Anyway. I actually love it. Moving on. Moving on. We'll do that. (laughs) So, the next thing I wanted to bring up was the drama around the voyage of the Little Mermaid. So, Mm -hmm. the billboards were removed off the Little Mermaid building at Disney Hollywood Studios, leading to mass speculation that this is the end for the voyage of the Little Mermaid. This got so much traction that Disney actually put out a statement saying, no, 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 no. We're just refreshing the billboards. Standard operating procedure, just scheduled maintenance. Don't worry. The show's coming back. You guys can all rest easier. (laughs) And everybody said... Crap. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somebody's like, really? You're still bringing. I was going to say. I think he's like they had got so much reaction, like celebrations in some cases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently. Yes. Well, that's but, a huge show building they could use for something. I know, right? Yeah. Totally. Well, it's going down for scheduled maintenance, as it says. I just wonder if any of that scheduled maintenance is maybe include some enhancements. I don't know why they would do it at this point. They have it in 30 years. why scheduled maintenance requires the billboards to be down for days. Because I think typically, in a typical Disney fashion, what they would do is they would have the billboards ready, and then overnight, yeah, flip new flip. billboards would appear. Right. Yeah, they don't usually leave bare billboard signs that are empty you know what i mean true maybe that was part of the scheduled maintenance was the billboard they were doing maintenance on the sign or maybe they just feel like with less people in the parks they can just sort of do take a little liberty with their remember when they redid the hollywood studios arch you know just what was it last year and they just changed stuff gradually over time it wasn't like you know things disappeared completely 
one day you walk in, it was painted right. a different color. Yeah, true. And when it was all said and done, I don't really like the finished product. Yeah. Well, I don't see why you need to replace it with another show in a theater, because I don't think that's the answer. But I don't see the value in keeping this show. <laughs> I've never have, really. But Well, let's put it this way. Scheduled maintenance, I can, I can see because, you know, closing it for something new would probably cost too much yeah. especially if you're not going to use the theater so if if it is even changed you have to use the theater right you see what i mean to not cost much so the other thing though is you got the live action cast members that still haven't come back yet that obviously why the show hasn't started back up but how much money does it cost to run the show at limited capacity if they do reopen the show you know is it worth well, limited capacity? How many people were in that show to start with? <laughs> well, on busy days, you could still fill fill a theater probably or fill enough, I guess. I mean, I, I still I think it's an entertaining show still. I mean, you know, Ugh. I know it's old, but yeah, it's no tiki room. Come on now, people. I think the clips from <laughs> The Little Mermaid they showed were from the original print of the film. Yeah. Like it's so bad looking. It looked terrible. Yeah, even I, mean, I think I mentioned this before, but even when I see it on Disney Plus, I look at it and I'm thinking, did it always look this way? I'm like, it's just yeah, it just something looks different. It does look like, old, even yeah, even watching it on even on yeah, there it does. It makes me like, did they not rescue the film in time? Yeah, uh, the can original. they restore it and make it look better? I was like, I swear, I have a VHS copy that looks better than this yeah. <laughs> somewhere. All I need is a VCR now <laughs> to find out. Right. Well. Don't worry, Adam. It still will be there um, in the future for you to, to watch. Unless this <laughs> is just like what they did with Stitch's Great Escape. And they're like, oh, it's totally coming back. We're just you know, right, working yeah. on it. Yeah, it'll come back. Maybe this will be a seasonal attraction. Then we'll know it's not coming back. <laughs> seasonal attractions yeah, are, it, are just seasonally going to the grave. <laughs> Out to pasture. Well, in Stitch's case, they made it seasonal, what, like 10 years ago? <laughs> um, it so. feels like it. Uh, well, they didn't. They didn't specify if it was going to be every year seasonal. They just said we're going to do it a winter between now and 2020, maybe. And they didn't. They just closed it. There you go. So I wanted to get your thoughts, Adam, on mm, this okay. uh, interview uh, that Josh okay. Gad did of yeah. Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He asked her about, you know, mm-hmm. did she know anything about her parentage as she was filming? And she basically revealed that in the first movie, one of the ideas that was being floated around was that she was related to Mm Obi-Wan. Then in the second movie with Rian Johnson, it was floated that she was nobody. And then the third movie, J.J. comes back as like, oh, you're going to be the granddaughter of Palpatine. And then he comes back, he's like, well, I don't know about that. And then she started <laughs> filming, and she didn't even actually know until if she was supposed to, until halfway in if she was even related to Palpatine or not, which I think speaks to why we don't really care for the new trilogy because they couldn't even figure out what it was supposed to be as they were filming it, right? Or is that mm-hmm. how you take it? Oh, it's totally yeah. I, I actually like the idea of the Obi Wan lineage for one because it would set up the Obi Wan <laughs> series really well like that would be a cool tease for the obi-wan disney plus series like oh obi-wan's gonna have a daughter or a granddaughter or a niece or whatever tatooine yeah Yeah. what did he do during his tatooine quarantine you know so that would have been a cool thing to tease the series i think but they ultimately didn't go that route so the palpatine thing i think a lot of people rolled their eyes at 
Turns out it was the last second decision anyway because J.J. was like, screw you, Ryan Johnson, you're not going to make the decision that she's a nobody, so I'm going to make her a somebody again, but somebody evil, lineage-wise, <laughs> anyway. But Quasi- So now we have to have the image in our head of Palpatine, you know, doing that. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, I didn't until this then. Well, okay, how else did she she get here? Well, I didn't think about it. <laughs> Just like everyone else in the world. Oh, I'm sure we've all had to think about it. (laughs) It's interesting, though. She goes from potentially from someone good to question mark to evil. Right, exactly. There's a part of me that I just thought about when it comes to Obi-Wan that, for me, would kind of mess with canon, in my opinion. And here, I'll explain. Obi-Wan comes from the old order, who were supposed to be celibate, and I don't think he would have gone that route that's just me i don't feel like the obi-wan would have done that because hmm. of what he believes as far as the jedi order and the force and goes he's from the old order right, right? what happens anakin was not supposed was, yeah. <laughs> anakin was not supposed to but as you see you know anakin falling in love and getting married that was like his downfall pretty much so right. you know just saying yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, yes, okay, I see that. I just think it would have been interesting. I'm sure people would have right. been in uproar about that, too, because of the reasons. They would you, have brought out those right, same points. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I think it would have just been better if they had just picked one and stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not last-second decision, yeah. Yeah, that would have been the real thing. Have one person, just a thought, one person write all three movies. Right. Just you know, like pick it and be like, this is this is how it's got to end, and just we got to get there some way or another. This is right. you know, write the ending first. But they just, I don't know whose idea or whose decision it was ultimately to try and let it be different people each time. That just I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. I don't think they I were mean, thinking that at the time. Well, you, you know, but the, the other the thing that the other Star Wars films possess, I would say, for the most part, and there's a few holes, but continuity is one of the things they possess, even when it's not, you know, the best entertainment in the world. But it does possess continuity. Yeah. I mean, George Lucas tried to button up as much as he could with the prequels, some of the plot holes that he opened up <laughs> by introducing right. Qui-Gon, for example, and those kind of things. He tried to button yeah. those things up. Yeah, and, you know, the there were minor things yeah. that you could point out that right. they said. that, And this actually, you could explain them like we've done mm-hmm. before, I think. But, you know, it's funny. Now that the three movies have been made, the sequel trilogy, people are starting to say, well, George Lucas wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Starting to say it like, mm. even looking back at the prequels, I'm like, as, as bad as the acting and the dialogue is, he did do some pretty inventive things. And, you know, I don't hate the prequels that badly. Well, I made the comment to you earlier in this. I was like, I'll compare it to, say, a wrestling crowd, right? You want (laughs) someone either cheering you or booing you. You don't want silence. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this trilogy got was silence. Yeah. (laughs) When it was all said and done. You either want one or the other. The prequels got the boos. The originals got the cheers. You don't want silence. So Yeah. Or people kind of going back on it, going like, well, prequels weren't so bad after all. Yeah. That's what you don't want. Yeah. You don't want it to not be talked about a few months later, which is pretty much what happened. Yeah. Well, staying in the Star Wars universe, we talked about that. There was the first sneak peek of 
mm. uh, season two of The Mandalorian on Entertainment right. Weekly. Yeah, it wasn't much, but... It wasn't much, but basically, you know, we, we know it's coming on October 30th. The usual characters are back. Mm-hmm. There's some rumors of various new characters maybe joining. They say some are correct and some are not. People are trying to decide who they think is coming on board based off of a panel at Comic-Con that was scheduled that was like, oh, if all these people are together, they must be all doing Mandalorian together, right? So some people that are maybe coming on board would be uh, Rosario Dawson as Asaka Tano, Mm -hmm. Tamura Morrison, who played Jango Fett in the prequels, maybe playing some version of a clone trooper or maybe Boba Fett. Uh, Katie okay. Sackhoff cool. from Battlestar Galactica, maybe as a live-action version of Bo-Katan Krize. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Okay. And then also Michael Bean and Timothy Oliphant as unknown characters. Oh, I like uh, I like him. He's a good actor. And Gina Carano, who plays the Cara Dune, said some of those are true and some are not true. So we'll oh, see. We'll have to watch and see. I think Rosario Dawson is true. What makes you say that? Just, the Disney connection. Okay. I mean, which which she's, which character she's... is Josh Gad going to play? <laughs> <laughs> Does he need a singing sidekick? Oh. It's going to be revealed that he's the child. Oh, yeah, he's going to voice the child when it starts talking. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm older, he does have that song from uh, Frozen 2. <laughs> that, <laughs> so. that was a hint. Yeah. He got the contract or whatever that says that he's got to be in everything now. It's like, if a trilogy is to be made or a TV series, at least one episode or movie must be composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And one sidekick (laughs) must be voiced by Josh Gad. Yeah. So are you pretty stoked about season two? Everybody ready? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everybody's been ready for this. Yeah. I'm ready. And, you know, I do like the what Disney Plus has done with releasing the one episode a week versus, like, Netflix allowing you to binge it. I think that's better. I like the one a week thing. It's going to be great for this because everybody watches it, and so that gives a week to discuss it. Yeah, you know, right. Instead of, like, oh, I watched the whole season all night, so I'm going to spoil the ending for you. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. See, Netflix... There was only a couple of their original that I ever even watched. But whenever they release like a whole season of something, I have no problem with that. You know, whether it's something that's been on television that I may have missed, you know, I don't, mm. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. But the mean, newer stuff, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. It builds more anticipation for the next episode and the next, you know. Yeah. I've done it both ways. When I see something, I'm like, oh, I can watch another one. <laughs> right. You know, but if you talk to your friends yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm on episode six, what are you, what number are you on? Oh, I've only got to four. So, oh, yeah. you can't can't wait to see what happens right. next. Right. Then you have to have this <laughs> awkward conversation on some things where you're like, have you gotten to the part where, and then, oh, um, oh you're not to Has someone done something to the child that would seem shocking to you? Like, no, what? <laughs> yeah. I think it was kind of funny when Force Awakens came out, how like I knew that there was going to be the death of a major character, but I didn't look at the spoilers, but I would tell people like, I think I know who it is and I kind of name who it was. And then they, they kind of still dance around it because they didn't want to be the one responsible <laughs> for the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, it was just yeah. funny. Of course. If we want to also mention on Disney plus then September 25th, we do get some Josh Gad 
with the magic mm-hmm. of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm actually pretty stoked about this one. I don't know. Did you watch yeah. the trailer for that one? I did. It looks kind of cool. Just like a behind the scenes of what goes on at Animal Kingdom. It looks pretty cool. I feel like they've done something similar to this before, though, with Animal Kingdom. But I, I couldn't. Don't hold me to that. Not on Disney Plus, obviously, but yeah. I think just in general. Well, this is a National um, Geographic right. made documentary, so right focuses mostly on the animals, not necessarily the attractions. It's mostly right. about you know what what they do with the animals in the park. So I used to always like those specials that the Travel Channel would do on Disney. That we'd have these certain ones that they would do at times. I guess, does Disney have the rights to those at this point? I don't know. I haven't seen. Do they have Travel Channel stuff on there? Um, I don't know. Nat Geo is one that they own, so. Right. I just remember, it's been, gosh, probably 15 years or so that they used to have these specials on Travel Channel that were always fun to watch. Uh, I forgot what they called them, like inside certain things at Walt Disney World and all that good stuff inside Disney Cruise Line what have you right yeah that was that was Travel Channel right or yeah yeah. a lot of times some of them would have well Samantha Brown would do the hotels that was always fun to watch too yeah great hotels Um, she still does DVC stuff for Disney I've seen some yeah yeah it was just it was good stuff I was I kept thinking there was a connection between them and Travel Channel though and it's like maybe they have some of these on Disney Plus but I haven't really looked so I guess they do I don't really have a good transition to this one, but did you check out BioReconstruct's latest pictures of the barges for Harmonious? Or Mm, if you want to do it, but the other logo would be Harmony Epcot Us. (laughs) Yeah, they they look large, very large. Large barges. Large Marge barges. Large Marge. <laughs> yeah, they look yeah. elaborate. It says there's going to be seven Large barges, right? Seven that are going to create this compass. and it's So they're still moving forward on it, which is good. I wonder if when they start fireworks again at Epcot, if we'll still be getting Epcot forever, or how long they still have to build all this. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's going to be a significant amount of time before we actually see fireworks and they already have people in the parks, there's no reason for them not to be working. So they should have time to put it together, I would think. It was supposed to debut this month, correct? Originally? Right. Well, back when they weren't letting anybody in the parks at all, even construction, I could see that. But now they don't have that limitation either. So why wouldn't it have plenty of time to be ready with it not having a, you know, like a hot, solid date right now? I think they would have time to do anything they wanted concerning fireworks shows yeah we'll get that's epcot just... forever and uh ratatouille maybe all at the same time i mean not epcot forever yeah, harmony mean, epcot yes. forever yeah i'm gonna say you mean i mean harmonious harmony us harmonio us wouldn't it be great <laughs> if we had a harmonious us harmonio us that would be yeah. great wouldn't it if only adam i think you missed out on your opportunity to go down to disney world this past week because i know how much you like to scalp on ebay <laughs> yeah and get done it so many times get you that madame leota sipper did you uh <laughs> okay did you pick one of those up off of ebay yet no i have not people are going bananas over this thing it's a madame leota haunted mansion sipper that they, oh. they give you in uh Supposedly, you had to go to Sleepy Hollow Refreshments to, to pick it up. I think it was like 15 or 16 bucks. And people were waiting like two hours to get this stupid sipper. Oh, I see it now. It does look cool, I it gotta does say. Look, it does look cool, but I mean, you can get on Flight of Passage in 20 minutes, or you gotta wait two hours to buy a 
Madame Leota sipper you're going to sell on eBay for a hundred bucks. I don't wait long for something like that anyway. I did think it was kind of funny because I said the same thing. I someone in the comments did. I saw one picture of it on Twitter that the way the angle and everything, somebody was holding it, and there was a guy in the background that had a backpack on, but the way it was holding it, like he was, had a giant Madame Leota backpack until you click on the picture and you see that she's actually holding the sipper. <laughs> to that, I, I can't remember who it was. I'd have, if I find it, I'll show you guys. But the the way the picture was taken, she was holding the sipper and taking a picture of it. But since her hand was cut out in the, you know how it, you know how it has like a preview, I guess almost like when you see the tweet, and mm-hmm. you can click on it, and it gets a little larger. So in the original tweet, it looked like he was wearing this giant Madame Leota backpack, pretty much the way it was angled. It was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's they're selling for about forty five bucks, thirty five, forty five bucks. So, all right. So it? if they retail for fifteen, you, I wonder if you get your pass holder discount. If you do, yeah, how many do you need to sell on eBay to make your trip a net zero? <laughs> more than you can buy. <laughs> you know, thirty bucks profit per sipper. Say more than they allow you to purchase. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were probably limiting it. Oh well. I guess you can't go for free to Disney World. Maybe next time. But you can get less of a That's right. price on merchandise if you're a pass holder starting September 15th through October 26th, I think it was. What are the restrictions, have they said, or is it anything and everything? <laughs> it's basically the um, Disney-owned and operated stores. Uh, of course, you can't buy tickets or gift cards and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. You, none of that applies. But it's, it's most merchandise at most locations, so I think it's a decent thing that they're doing this again. But it's October 29th, I forgot. It was September 15th or October 29th. Well, you bringing that up made me go do my weekly check, and guess what? I do not have an annual pass what? anymore in the app. I <sighs> checked yesterday, um, and I did. Wow. I just checked now, and when I opened Ticket and it's Passes, it first crashed, because that's what... Um, my Disney experience does. And then I opened it again. <laughs> and the only uh, the only annual passes I can see are your family's, Adam. Wow. So, so checks in the mail. Now I'm going to go check my credit card to see if I have a <laughs> refund. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. check because I still see your... Oh, it just disappeared. That was weird. I looked and you're, you were there. I scrolled through. I scrolled back and then they disappeared. Interesting. So they Maybe, were I wonder if that's their was their method of making sure they knew who they had already given their refunds to, like with their annual passes still sitting out there, and they kept, they clicked them off as soon as they get issued the refund. Because I could see that being a thing. Yeah. That way they'll know who they haven't. Well, I don't have it on my yet. credit card yet, but if they did just process it, I'm what I'm going to check again tomorrow. So um, yeah. yeah, next week we'll yeah we'll report we'll back the, if uh, I got my refund within the next refund. Week. Yeah, interesting though. They finally did this. So I guess it's like the whole month of September is like they're actually now processing these, it seems like. Right. So it looks like Jason's annual pass weekly report is coming to a close soon. It is. We need a a new segment. The new segment is when will they allow me to buy a new one? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to update on any news on that. And I'm pretty sure I'll be getting one whenever they open it back up again. Yeah. Well, I officially now have a three-year-old in our household, so that means I have to buy four if I'm going to re-up the whole family. I'm not going to get it for everyone, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
So that's my dilemma is going now is I've got three pass holders and one non-ticket holder at all. So yeah. now I have to figure out how to work that uh, next time. I saw one Disney magic. World Diz Twitter person this week put out what looked like a real article, you know, one of those, a link to a real article from one of the Disney sites that said something like Disney World uh, discontinuing annual pass holder program in 2021. And it's, you know, had the little shortened link. I didn't click on it, but based on the responses, I can tell it was a, it was a Rick roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes sense. People will believe that Disney so, would do anything. Like, why would they ever get rid of the annual pass holders? They would, they would never do that. So basically yeah. the response was that Disney's never going to give, never going to give. <laughs> That's <fuck."> correct. <laughs> no. Yeah, they would never give us help. They would never let us down. Oh, well, they do that a lot, but. <laughs> what you need to get, John, is not just the annual pass. You need to get the premier passport. That's what you need. Yeah. yeah. Both coasts. What, what was it running for last? I'm looking. I think it's $2,199. That's actually not that bad when you think about the price of one Disney World pass is over $1,000 now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that bad if you are going to already be going to both coasts Yeah, a lot. Yeah, if right. you can easily well, get to both coasts, like if you lived in the middle of the country, you could probably fly to both coasts for you know the same price. Or if you were like I was before pre-pandemic and you travel a lot. I mean, I didn't go to the West Coast yeah, all that much, but if travel. you have a lot of business travel east to West Coast, you know, you, like I was in San Diego and I hopped up to Disneyland if I had a premier passport, you know. Yeah. Or if you, say, lived in Central Florida, that would be worth it, too, I would think. Especially because you you could go to the Disney parks there all the time and well, maybe make a it flight or two out to California. It might not so. be worth it because you get the discounted Disney World Pass prices. And I don't know how much it would be to just buy a Disneyland annual pass plus the Florida rates. Versus, oh, yeah, true. Versus a Premier uh, Pass. Yeah, if you were a Florida resident, it'd probably be better just to get a gold or a silver for residents. But doesn't gold have some blackouts? The gold pass is what I would get if I had an option because it's blackouts or dates I'm never going to go anyways. Yeah, like, like Christmas. Christmas week or Easter week. That kind of. There's only a few. Yeah, it's not it's a the major. Ones, yeah, the only the main thing that I would miss out on would be the previews. Right, right. But if you go that often, do you really need the preview days? I mean, you know. I think if you're a resident, though, the prices on some of these, I mean, if you break it down, I should say, like you break down the price and you break it down into number of days you think you might actually be able to go, you're still getting a good deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you look at it from that perspective. I think even if you are a family, we've said this many times on the podcast, if you are a family going for a week or more, and let's say you have, you know, four people, it's worth it for one person to get an annual pass, possibly just to get the hotel discount. Yeah, there's break-even points, we'll say, depending on what you book. Yeah, especially sure. whenever you can get, what, 40% off sometimes on yeah. the annual pass price. Yeah, but sometimes that's not good enough for some people, getting 40% off. So Yeah, I think we piled on Adam enough <laughs> last week, you know. We've decided that, you know, two uh, what was it, two weeks ago, I was, or two or three weeks ago, I was pro-Bob Chapik for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week, Adam was really, you know, anti on property because it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with discounts, even with we discounts, haven't revealed what I am yet. Well, I I know what's coming. We are preparing ourselves for John's reveal that he is pro IP theming of attractions <laughs> and that 
new Epcot, the one that's coming next year, is going to blow away in terms of quality original Epcot because that's the worst version. That's, right. that's that's what that's going to be John's new new thing. That's when we're going to know he's he's snapped. He's flipped. Yeah, and uh, Satan will be wearing long johns whenever that comes about. Just saying. <laughs> so, did anybody have any other you know news stories? Those are the the big ones I saw this week. Uh, there, there was one little one I thought was interesting that I just saw here about phase two of the World Drive roadwork oh, yeah. construction. Yeah, I saw that too. The permits were filed. Looks like they're going to be widening some of it and doing some more work on... Didn't they just really just redo World Drive? I mean, didn't we just get done with it? Well, I guess phase one, they they finished. It looks like part of where that car care center and the gas station is, is they're going to be doing something over there. Hmm. I mean, it took them forever to do it, but I love the new uh, flyover... Where you can bypass the Magic Kingdom toll plaza to get to the Contemporary and, you know, the other resorts as well. Uh, earlier when we were talking about the Christmas stuff that they were canceled, they're canceling the gingerbread house displays they're canceled for the hotels, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. That. I think, I Did think you Adam mention the gingerbread house? Mentioned, no? mentioned gingerbread house, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I must have the, missed it. The one thing I did miss, though, was that Hollywood and Vine is going to reopen with a character meal. And Santa, Goofy, Minnie, and some others are going to be there. So there are going to have character meals. So if you want to have really bad food and characters, then uh, go to Hollywood and Vine. I'm just waiting for that Space 220 opening date. I'm sure it's coming any day now. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. I think they're going to need to add a zero for the year that that's going to be on there. That is interesting, though, with um, (laughs) Hollywood and Vine because it's a buffet and they haven't had any buffets i assume they're going to do family style like yeah, the I other think all all buffets are family style until further notice and maybe forever i yeah. think it'll be long past the end of this pandemic before i'm eating at a buffet again because this pandemic has helped me realize just how disgusting those are <laughs> yeah you've seen the light oh yeah I, I made those comments about them but i still went to them usually but if I had a preference, I prefer not to most of the time because A, with me, I only do it for the variety. It's not because I eat my weight in it or anything whenever I have one, but, you know. I mean, I remember giving up on Golden Corral while I was at college. I mean, Golden Corral, you know, it's great. You know, the rolls were always good. There was all yeah. the great stuff. But I remember sitting there with my now wife, uh, at the time my girlfriend, and we sat down and we were eating. And we looked around at everybody else gorging themselves and what they look like and we're like i don't want to look like them (laughs) yeah so we decided we would stop eating at golden corral even though it was delicious because apparently it makes you kind of large large marge yeah yeah large barges like harmonious like harmonious oh Back to the Christmas stuff for just a second. Whenever I thought of this, whenever we were going over some of the things not happening, I was looking at some footage of when the Osborne lights were at the studios, and you know, none of that is even there, the New York Street or anything. It was always fun at Christmas time when the Osborne lights were there. Did you guys? I mean, did you guys get to do them? Yeah, I was there the last year it ran. It was yeah. really fun. I've always enjoyed that atmosphere walking through there. And the little skits they would do sometimes with the lights. So it's just, yeah. I don't know, makes me sad that that's not there anymore. I've heard it went back to, what was it, Little Rock is where they're from. That it's actually, they're putting it on display in Arkansas again. 
Mm-hmm. They did yeah, that's where it started. Then they got what yeah. they got in trouble with their neighbors or something, and then Disney yeah. <laughs> said you can put them up here. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. exactly how that's kind of how went. the story went. Yeah, something like that. I think now that it's been a big thing. They actually let them put it up throughout the town or something. Now, if I'm not if I remember right, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube out there somewhere. I, it was always a fun display there. Yeah, I, 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 in some ways, I miss the old Hollywood studios. I mean, I know we needed a lot of the new stuff that they put there. I don't miss that near as much as I would do, say, the old or classic Epcot by any means. Right. I may have some video of the Osborne lights actually now. I have to dig through and see, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I do. Yeah. Well, we can release that do closer the to the holidays. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think we are getting close to our our time here. I just want to remind everybody, next week we hope we're going to have a guest. September 20th, we have the Challenge Replay, and we also have a lot of new content on YouTube coming out. And we just love a subscription so that we can reach that magic 1,000 subscriptions so that we can do some live, mobile live stuff like Stream a Challenge Live when that's a possibility. So that would be Um, my plugs. What What do you guys have? Something we haven't talked about before on whatever you listen to us on whether it be on apple or google or spotify give us a review because that definitely helps as well a good review or a bad review you know what do you, what do you ask me? good preferably preferably the good reviews but you know i don't want to sound like i'm begging for them or anything but yeah that would be something we could do so but you can also reach out to us and you can do so through social media and you can do it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have a Spreadshirt store which you can get your Traveling with a Mouse merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. We also have our website which is travelingwithamouse.com. You can find links to all those things there. We also have an email address which is podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. You can reach us that way so for john adam this is jason this has been traveling with the mouse and we hope you'll join us on our next socially distanced and virtual trip till the spires till the spires sibaco sibaco te ma Ma-e-wa, ma-e-wa. Ma-e-wa. Hey, Adam, Adam, you want me to ruin your sleep tonight? Yeah, please, please do. Ma-e-wa. It's a big blue <laughs> <Damn>. world. <laughs>